Jeanette McLean and Diana Wright of Speak, The Universe Listens. What we love doing is inspiring and providing the tools needed for our listeners all over the globe to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Greetings. We have with us today in the studio a special guest. I've known this guest since before he could walk. It's <laughs> <laughs> Scott McLean. He is the co-owner and founder of Lifelong Realty. And they've been in business for over 12 years. And Scott McLean, you might be able to guess, is my brother. <laughs> and you hear me speak about him a lot on the podcast. So it's our pleasure to have you in the studio with us today. I'm glad to be here. I'm honored. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Doing magnificently. Good. How are you? Good. <laughs> so today's topic is perspective. So Scott, tell us a little bit of what you mean about perspective. But our perspectives is what drives us. It's, it's the thing that um, has us respond certain ways when things take place. Um, I guess as I'm talking right now, um, I'm, it's a story that Wayne Dyer shared before about the cookie thief that's just coming to mind, which you may be familiar with. I think you listened to Wayne a bit. Yeah, I'm a, a follower of Wayne. Yeah. So he talked about the cookie thief uh, one time, and it was this lady that was in the airport, and she had some cookies and sat them on the table. At least she thought she did. Anyway, <laughs> she had some cookies on the table, and this guy comes by and sits down beside her, and he starts eating the cookies. And so he'd eat a cookie, she'd eat a cookie. He'd eat a cookie, she'd eat a cookie. And she was like, can't believe this guy is eating my cookies. <laughs> the nerve of him. And, you know, so she's all upset and get to the last cookie. He splits the last cookie with her and she snatches the cookie <laughs> and gets on on the airplane and reaches in her bag to see that her pack of cookies is in her bag. So, <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so, so she realizes, you know, her perspective changes at that point. She realizes that it's not... That, that he was the evil person, but she was. <laughs> because she was eating his cookies. <laughs> you know, right, okay. Yeah. You know, and, and so so often we're seeing things from a, a projection, we're projecting something out, and we're responding to that rather than the perspective of what actually is. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Okay, so in other words, you're saying that just because of what you see on the outside, it could be a whole different story if you look at it differently. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think on one of the other podcasts, I read was talking about, um, I think y'all were talking about mean people, mm -hmm. and you were talking about if you knew their story, mm -hmm. your perspective would change. Mm -hmm. uh, I think yeah. that's really kind yeah. of what you were saying mm -hmm. there, you know, your perspective would change. And, um, and so, so often we're, like I said, we're projecting out just whatever we're feeling on the inside. And so um, I, I can remember being around uh, this large lady one time and some kids were laughing and she assumed they were laughing at her. Mm -hmm. So she was all mad saying they was laughing at her because she was fat. Well, that probably wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking they was laughing at me because I had a spot on my shirt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So the perspective can can um, can switch. Uh, I mean, or rather, if you can switch your perspective, you re you can switch your results. Mm -hmm. um, 
sometimes because of that perspective, you know, we're seeing these things that are that we believe are taking place or that somebody's doing something for a particular reason, we're getting upset. We're creating our own stories inside. And from those stories we're creating, we're getting upset. We're stopping ourselves from moving forward. We're you know, creating all these negative things around it. Yet if we can take that moment to, um, to, to see that other person in a different place, mm -hmm. to see them as that light, to see them, to see them forgiven, uh, really, to, to just you know, to see that Christ is in them, per se. If we can see them in a, in a better light, this whole story changes at that point. Um, one of the things that, um, that, that another little piece that's kind of coming to mind right now is that you know, if somebody came to you and they were screaming at the top of their lungs and they are swinging their arms and kicking their legs, our initial instinct is either to run or be ready to fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas at the same time, if we see that baby that's there, that's crying the top of his lungs, that's screaming at the top of his lungs, his arms are swinging around, his legs are kicking, we have the perspective now of what's wrong. Right. What can I do We've to... We've got to run and go nurture that baby, find it, out what's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know it's crying for help. It mm -hmm. needs some help. But the same thing, I believe, is true with adults as well. Mm -hmm. When we're crying and screaming and kicking and all that type mm -hmm. of stuff, it's because we need help. Mm -hmm. Right. And we don't know how to express it. We, you know, we're still that child of God, per se. Mm -hmm. So we're still acting just like that child. But most of us, instead of taking that and seeing somebody that needs help, we're seeing it as somebody that I need to beat down. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, so a slight little shift, we begin to see people differently. We begin to see the, you know, the, the actions of others completely differently at that mm -hmm. point. And that is so true um, when um, the scenario that you displayed of how someone would, you know, automatically, you have two different people. One is responding to this person in an aggressive way, ready to fight, ready to protect themselves, because that's a natural defense. Then you may have another person, well, what's wrong? How can I help you? And that person may respond differently. So it's two different scenarios there. Right. You know, so again, two different perspectives. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I remember, um, and I, I hope I'm telling this story correctly, but I remember quite a few years ago on Oprah Winfrey's show, she had done some type of experiment where she put like hideous scars on people's face. Well, you know, the makeup artists put these hideous scars on people's faces mm -hmm. um, and had them look in the mirror and see how horrible they looked with these scars. Mm -hmm. And so then they, their instruction was to go out into the world with these scars and see how people respond to them. And so, but before they went out of the studio, the makeup artists were like, let me touch up your makeup. But when they touched up their makeup, they actually removed the scar, unbeknownst to the person. So the people went out thinking that they had these hideous scars on their face. They went out into the world and they came back reporting that people just treated them so terribly. And, you know, people avoided them or people were staring at them and, you know, just all these experiences that they had negatively because of the scar that was on their face. Interesting. <laughs> Which they didn't really Which have a scar. they didn't have a scar on their face. So that, that's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. But I also, I also had an experience, and um, I know we probably have these experiences all the time um, being um, people of color. So I had gone to this conference and there was a lady there who I was partners with. I had already spoken to her earlier in the day 
because we were kind of in close proximity. And so I had to say hello to her and she didn't speak. And I'm like, okay. And so then we were paired up as partners and it was like, she just did not want to be my partner. She didn't have two words to say to me. And I automatically said, oh, she's racist. Mm-hmm. That was the, my first reaction. She's racist. I don't, I don't even want to pair it with this racist woman anymore. And as the conference went on, she eventually opened up. But even her opening up was just like, it was just so painful. Mm-hmm. And really, that lady could care less about me. She was in her own shell. She was just that depressed that she was unable to mm-hmm. say good morning. She was unable to have a conversation with me. It didn't have anything to do with the color of my skin. And right. so I know we probably walk around so many times in life thinking, oh, this was a racist right. type of experience mm-hmm. or, you know, and really it didn't have anything to do with that. Wow. And so often we're just taking what we feel inside, mm-hmm. the weakness that we feel mm-hmm. inside, that lack we feel on the inside, and we're projecting it out right. onto mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. and act as though they're the evil right. person, you know, <laughs> you know where we're the cookie thieves. Right, because <laughs> <laughs> right, we have our own mess with us, we have our own thoughts. And also, I think it also, and um, some people, is how you raised, is what you what you are used to. You're pretty much conditioned, you know, sometimes to automatically think when a person of a, you know, a different race treats you a certain way, then, oh, that, they're being racial. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they don't like me because of the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of thing, because we grew up that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see it all around, and it happens so often, and then you have to almost condition yourself to think a different way because that is a human being. That person has, you know, trials, tribulations, things that they've gone through just like you have. Right. You know, so, you know, just looking at it from a, a different perspective. But that's, it should be as easy as breathing, but it isn't. <laughs> Why? Why do you think? Well, I know that um, I actually learned to do that young, at a young age. Because when I was in high school, maybe I shouldn't say it because maybe this person might be listening on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, when I was in high school, I had this friend and she, she, for example, let's say we're driving or she's driving. And of course, you know, we're like 16 years old or whatever. So she, if she's driving and let's say she needs to get over, switch lanes but it's not anybody letting her over, then she would like cuss and fuss and <laughs> say, why are they they're not letting me over? And it doesn't make any sense. They should be letting me over. They should be letting me over or whatever. But then the situation could be reversed and someone's trying to get over in front of her. And she's like, they can't get over in front of me. They can't. <laughs> you know? And I would be like, huh? <laughs> You're getting that energy back. <laughs> Why is it okay when people like it's the feeling that if if I'm doing it, then people should make way for me. But if someone else is doing it, then I can shut them down. <laughs> and so just having that as an example and me being able to see that, that helped me to, you know, be more cognizant and aware. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And it, and you know, one of the things that comes to mind to me as well in that scenario is like if you are seeing everybody, if you can begin to see everybody in their highest self, all of that problem is resolved. Mm-hmm. 
It is a matter of being able to see them in their highest self, see them in their highest self, see yourself in your highest self. If you're able to do that, then if they're not letting you over and if you're driving, they're not letting you over, you know, you think positive thoughts about it from one perspective or another. Maybe they're in a rush trying to get somewhere or maybe it's that um, they didn't see you yet. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> which a lot of times nowadays that's the case, right? People mm -hmm. on their cell phones, mm -hmm. you know, they they not caring about you, <laughs> but we think it is like they're purposely trying not to let us over, things of that sort. So, uh, but then we carry that anger with us all throughout the rest all of the day. the day. But if we can see that, you know, see them from that higher place, see ourselves from a higher place, all the anger goes away. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that because that's the one thing that um, has always stuck with me that you talk about a lot is seeing people as Christ. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I think most people talk from the perspective that we are children of God. You know, we're, you know, God is our Father. We all say that. And what is Christ except God's child? You know, <laughs> and so that's who we are. And so to, to be able to just see another person as Christ and if you could just imagine for a moment, if Jesus showed up in the room right now before you, if he just showed up right now, you know, how would you feel? What kind of energy would you have right now? Just, I can't describe it. Um, just in awe, un, just unbelievable. Yeah, I can't describe it. It's an indescribable feeling. Yeah, you know, and if, and if Jesus came in and grabbed your book and walked away? He could he could have it. <laughs> yes. No questions asked, no, right? No. You know, if he grabbed your pocketbook and walked away, would you be okay with that? Jesus. If it was Jesus? Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, so when you say, you know, you say if it was Jesus, you'd be okay with it. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the honor, the respect, the, the energy that you already have towards him. So if we could have that same energy towards any child of God, that, that same level of honor, that same level of respect, and we see them, we see only the light within them. We only, we only see that greatness, greatness that is there, and we respond to that. That's a completely different place that we're at at this point. And my belief is that if we're coming from that place and we're projecting that great energy onto the next person, that if they were thinking about doing something evil to you, they can't because it's just too much love. It's too much, I don't even know the best word to use right mm -hmm. there, but it is the, the vibrational energy is just gonna be completely different. Um, as long as we're able to stay in that place. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's key. The key. Able to that's stay the key. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that brings up an interesting topic for me because I had an experience when um, I was living in Barbados. Um, I'm gonna just tell you, that was just absolutely the best time of my life in, in so many different ways. And so there was this little cliff that I would go on on a regular basis. Well, every day I would sit on this cliff and I would meditate and uh, I, <laughs> like I'm almost back there right now. It was just this beautiful, beautiful place. And um, one day, a local man found his way back there, and it was very secluded. And he just kind of sat beside me and, like, sat beside me really, really close, like, you know, like we was best friends or something. And um, so we sat there for a while. And then because he was so close, though, I eventually got up and I moved. And um, 
when I turned around, he was standing like right up on me, like very, very close to me. Like, again, like we were on a date or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay. And so I was like, whoa, or whatever. And so he's just like, no, no, I just want to be close to you or whatever. And so I get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, this um, man, he eventually became what I called him um, the stalker. Because yeah. he literally started following me everywhere and stalking. He was stalking me and I had to get the police involved and all kinds oh, wow, of okay. stuff or whatever. Um, but the point is, once the situation changed, I became afraid of him. But prior to that, I felt safe sitting on the cliff with him. But what I found out was that this person really was, he had just gotten out of the... Um, insane asylum and he had been in there because he had a history of raping women and so of course i find this out later um but i guess the point is I always think about what you said about seeing people as christ mm -hmm. and it's easy for me to relate to people in that way and especially back then my vibration was so high that i believe that he really did just want to be close to me. There wasn't anything he could have done to me in that space. But once I got that fear, I took on the fear, mm -hmm. then that's, that's, a, that's a whole different ballgame. Mm -hmm. right. But in that beginning stage, when I first sat on that cliff with that man for probably like 45 minutes, mm -hmm. I was vibrating in a pure state of love. And I don't think he could have harmed me. Exactly. I mean, because if he wanted to, if he, if he could have and wanted to, 45 minutes was plenty of time, time for him to, to do, do it. So. Yes, but for him not to do it, yeah, he was feeling something. Mm -hmm. There was something yeah. happening there. Mm -hmm. And when you're vibrating at that type of energy, yeah, he does want to be near you. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> how often do you get to be near that type of energy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was probably the most peace he's had in so right, long. Right, and he you wanted know, just, to stay close to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like you, you, you were, you know, once you felt that fear, though, yeah, it's time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you could get back into that peace. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's a, a story about Buddha, and I forget the names of the the people in the, in the story. But um, so, it, so back during Buddha's time, there was this guy that uh, would kill people for pleasure. And um, he would take, I can't remember if it was a teeth, tongue, something, he would use it to make a necklace with. And um, so he had 99, I'm going to call it tongues right now, but again, it, it might not be exactly the, the right thing there. But he would take a part of each person and put a necklace. So he had 99 of them on a the necklace, and he was excited about getting this 100th one. And so he was like, the next person that shows up, ah, that's going to be my 100. That's going to be my 100. He's excited. And so he's in the woods, and he hears somebody coming, and he jumps out from behind the tree. And Buddha is standing there. He drops to his knees and became one of Buddha's top followers from that point forward. Wow. And it was like, so even though he was so excited about jumping in and getting his hundredth tongue or whatever it was, he couldn't do it anymore. And what he found was that there was this peace, there was this love, which is really what he was searching for. And, you know, I talked a little earlier about uh, people in a baby scenario, you know, kind of comparing them to a baby. It's like they're screaming, they're yelling, they're swinging because they feel a lack of love. They're, they're calling for love. And, of course, mm -hmm. it says that there's a cry for help. And so to be able to give somebody what they actually need rather than what they're asking for is a true gift. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what Buddha did for this gentleman. So when that guy jumped up from around the corner, the Buddha didn't go into fear. He stayed in love and he saw this guy in his perfect self. And in that energy, the guy could no longer harm him. In that energy, the guy felt something that was beyond anything he had before and it chose at that point to make a different decision for his life, to begin to follow Buddha and say, all right, what are you doing? How did you get there? Mm -hmm. Let me do what you do. Yeah, that's a powerful place. So this has been a great conversation talking about perspective. And I guess if we can take some time in our daily lives to whenever we get to a point when we're just jumping to conclusions or we're going into anger or we're making um, fast decisions about people and, and their motives and things like that. Why don't we take a moment, stop, and kind of switch our perspective and mm -hmm. see them in a different way and see people either possibly as crying out for help or just look at them and see the light in them and see them as Christ. So thank you so much for joining us today, Scott. My pleasure. <laughs> we look forward to having you back very soon. Sounds good to me. Okay. Wonderful. So until next time, this is Arvette. This is Diana. Bye. Bye. And by the way, I have a free gift for you. Check out my website at www.arvetmcclain.com. That's A-R-V as in Victor, A-T-M-C-C-L-A-I-N-E.com for your free gift and to find more goodies to help you create the life that you would absolutely love.